0: Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Real Estate Uncensored. And we're coming, uh, this is your host, Jose Garrido, and your friend, how are you? And we're coming from beautiful Miami, Florida, on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon of May 13th. And everything is looking good. Uh, hopefully, uh, things will start shaping up soon here. And uh, wherever you're at, wherever you're at in any parts of the United States, uh, or abroad uh, hope you're doing well and you're keeping safe that's important and our real estate uncensored will bring you information I mean we'll put in our two cents worth on commercial real estate uh, land use, zoning, sales uh, legislation, financing uh, anything, leasing anything and everything that we think that we can put two cents worth and give you some information and for that matter if you ever have any information you like or questions you'd like to send us, go right ahead and uh, send it to realestateuncensored at gmail.com. And we are going to be very glad to read them and return your responses as soon as possible. Uh, there's a lot of things ongoing here in Miami and the commercial real estate uh, industry. Uh, people are a little bit pessim- not pessimistic, but I would say a little bit Unsure of what's going to happen, and and I'm there in their own right, and I, I I know so you know it's a it's a uncharted waters that we have been going through now, and you know with everything that's happened with the businesses, I mean construction has plummeted 53 percent across South Florida in March because of the COVID-19, and it has made it real difficult for uh, new projects to get off the ground, so that. Says a lot right there. I mean, there were, I'll tell you, there were about $560 million of construction starts in Florida in March. Uh, and it was down from 1.19 billion, which is amazing. It's amazing. And residential projects were down 57%. Well, commercial, government, healthcare, and educational projects fell another 47%. So that you know that those are numbers that they are dire numbers. Okay, and uh, we have to be uh, we have to be a little bit skeptical, but uh, an abundance of caution. will say uh, let's be positive. All right, everything is going to get better. Okay, and uh, you know the crisis has really changed the hospitality industry. That is one of the biggest uh, employment sectors here in South Florida, with the uh, hotels and restaurants and bars, tourism. And there is not a bigger area uh, feeling the brunt of this crisis than the hospitality industry. But uh, what this has really entailed, I think, is that the food service industry has rapidly been put upside down. But at the same time, uh, thinking rapidly in how to better their operational bottom line uh, you know, through their continued sales and doing new things, you know, out of the box, like the takeouts, which they had, but in another way and the curbside. And, you know, it's challenging. It has been challenging. And those challenges have brought upon the industries, again, in this uncharted waters, trying to navigate through this serious economic downturn, right? And... Uh, Restaurants. I mean, there were basically they were already turning to automated technology. You know, delivery methods with the uh, Uber and and uh, the the, the uh, Groupon and everything that you have, uh, and various technology platforms out there. I mean, I'll be it as a way to reduce strain or kitchen staff. I understand. So labor costs now, due to the crisis, they are rediscovering a new business model. Okay. And uh, the new business model to me, I what I for why what I see, it's operating at reduced staffs, and continuing to foster their sales in unprecedented times. And they've been doing it pretty, pretty good, all right, with these uh, curbsides and uh, takeouts and and delivery. Um, you know, the restaurants when the pandemic started, I mean, they were already facing high turnover rate rates. I mean, I. You know, the, with the minimum wage hikes, and it has always been the main industry concern, right? But I think I uh, assure you that uh, the way restaurants think of labor is already going through uh, new changes, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, uh, operators are going to be start looking at at their operations now. Okay, They're, you know, it's a it's a new method, and. Uh, and it's not how they can begin working once they open, but how they, <laughs> I see it, how they emerge from these waters with more efficient operational methods. All right, And everything and ev- anything that they do, you know, if they have a lease, it there's uh, the landlord component, tenant landlord component, which is, uh, which is a little bit uh, another, another area that well, we could talk about for, for some time, you know, uh, now, commercial real estate investors are taking notice. They are taking notice. And at least the country's banking sector, I think it's in better shape now than during the, uh, the recession of a decade, decade, decade ago, right? Uh, and although credit is available to developers, the terms could probably be worse than they were a month ago before the COVID pandemic, okay? Now... Uh, I believe developers could be against obstacles, you know, because projects are projects are stalled. And uh, projections are uh, restructured. Financing becomes an uphill battle. And uh, maybe with appraisals and closing deals uh, delayed. And it's not a perfect world. It's not. Because in a perfect world, construction financing with good market conditions is always considered by banks. Even then, to be risky, right? So um, we, they, you know, they they have to look at the existing cash-flowing properties that were maintained with low debt percentages that could now be faced as unprofitable investments. Uh, there's a lot of things happening, a lot, a lot of things happening. But in positive terms, as it remains now, uh, I guess we have to remain bullish and adjust to the current market conditions, all right? And I think commercial real estate over the long run will be positively impacted by the Fed's decision in decreasing interest rates. And basically doing that, I guess, it's an effort to feed the economy, today's past, before this crisis. And, uh, you know, the market will level. I think the market will level. As the investors adjust to the current market conditions, uh, once again, okay. So it'll 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 be things to look at. Hey, this is uh, real estate uncensored from Miami, Florida. Beautiful Treasure Coast. Beautiful afternoon. It's about 84 degrees here. Windy, but nice. Nice blue sky in Miami, Florida. Wherever you're at, wherever you're listening from. Hey, if you want to send us an email, go right ahead to realestateuncensored at gmail.com. And this is a, uh, in fact, this is our first episode for Real Estate Uncensored. And we'll talk here every week. I mean, we'll we'll do it Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we'll talk a little bit about everything. This I, I am Jose Greeter, your host and your friend and and uh, your real estate uh I wouldn't say savvy, but your friend. And I'm sure I can learn a lot of things from you as well. But we'll talk uh, about commercial real estate, uh, land use, zoning. There's a lot of things to talk about in that. Legislation that is happening with the uh, real estate market in the states, local, uh, federal. And uh, many, many things. Anything and everything. And here, real estate uncensored. And... uh, so how, how, how is this pandemic, uh, you know, the stimulus that has brought businesses from the federal government and commercial real estate, how, how is this going to be turning out, right? Because the Senate passed an incredible but needed uh, $2 trillion stimulus now, or two or three. Now they're looking at another three, which has to go for voting. We'll see what happens then. Okay. So what does this all mean for the commercial real estate industry? I asked myself and personally, I think uh, maybe some investors will begin to hunt for opportunities. Okay. And you should be hunting for yours as well, wherever you're at. Uh, Look at your MLS and and any real estate platforms. uh, Just drive around, do some farming, uh, maybe business opportunities. And uh, investors will begin to hunt for those. And if already they have not started, I bet they have. All right. Cash is, uh, is glory now. OK. But we know that maybe some presumption of negativity has probably already set. You know, everybody, oh, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look good. You know, should I buy? Should I sell? And, uh, you yeah, know, that presumption of negativity has set in, in the investment world. And uh, there might be some uncertainty beyond the scope and some projects might just be projects that were on the table probably were deferred uh, for completion. All right. Until the impact of the economy in this industry are well defined. All right. And uh, maybe a lot of real estate firms have been affected. That's a shame. All right. And uh, it's a confusion. But. Uh, we gotta get, uh, keep going ahead, right? And uh, but uh, I think public real estate investment trusts are in general safe assets, all right? When the market is in distress, okay, they they seem to be, all right. Uh, but because of all this, I guess in practice, I still believe the moods towards the economy and any investment opportunity uh, can vary from from day to day, all right. We have not seen this before. We are just starting. We are going through it. And uh, anybody that tells you otherwise, uh, uh, you tell them, hey, let's wait. Let's see what's going to happen. But you got to be active. All right. You got to be out there. Okay. Uh, we know the markets. You know, they had, they're very volatile and and their performance curves instilled in many that we were probably heading toward a global depression. Oh, this is going to be. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here, okay? Now, I think transaction volumes for commercial real estate should be declining, but temporarily. But long-term investment goals probably continue to be on the planning table. I believe so, okay? So sellers probably will be delaying bringing their assets into the market. But once they do, it's a race for all. I probably suspect in the short term uh, principles are probably focused on how to keep existing properties operating. Yeah, landlords and tenants, you know, and uh, and see how they cut operational expenses. That is a catalyst because it's all about the economic impact. Each individual asset is hit with during this crisis. There is no set of rules. Tells you, hey, I got my guidelines. Well, yeah, you can have guidelines. I think that's very wise, but there really is no set of rules. No playbook, no playbook at all in these uh, this uncharted course, all right? And uh, as I have written before and I have said before in uh, other lectures that I give uh, uh, to real estate professionals... It's important the landlords and tenants begin. Uh, they they'll need to communicate. All right, that's a first step uh, that they should do, and uh, to review their lease provisions. All right, if they they are not already doing it, okay, and uh, force majeure provisions could apply. Maybe not. Okay, many leases I don't think have that that uh, provision, but but they could. But Maybe not. It's just a matter of negotiation. Uh, I guess it's uh, it's all about the timing. When when will this turn positively, and how would how are we going to fare at the end of the impact cycle? So I suggest that careful planning, continued that's a that's a word continued communication with your landlord, involvement execution are keys maintaining above these treading waters and, uh, get you along. So when, uh, you open up your business, uh, you still have an active lease and you can continue, uh, operating and, uh, getting money out of your investment. Hopefully it's all for the better. And I believe it will be. Hey, uh, this is, uh, real estate uncensored from Miami and beautiful South Florida treasure coast. And, uh, this is our first episode. We're going to be coming to you Tuesdays and Thursdays and uh, on most of many of the uh, social media platforms, Spotify, the uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, and so many. And uh, And I hope uh, that you uh, when you hear our podcast, tell somebody, uh, send us an email if you have a comment. Hey, how we're doing? good or bad, that's fine. And send it to realestateuncensored at gmail.com. I am your host, Jose Garrido from Miami, Florida. I love Miami. And uh, wherever you're at, I'm sure you're in a beautiful place, uh, keeping safe. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit about real estate and not only in Miami, real estate in many areas, in the state of Florida and other areas in the United States. And I wish you well. Thank you for uh, being with us. I really do thank you. And uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, get together again soon. uh, And uh, we'll be coming uh, twice a week uh, for you on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, all the social media platforms. This is Real Estate Uncensored with Jose Garrido, your host, your friend from Miami, Florida, saying uh, goodbye. Hey, have a great evening wherever you're at. And remember... Real estate is always the best place to be at. Thank you.